Hey y'all, I'm Becca Gaskin, and this is my podcast, You Changed the Story. When I think about what I'm here to do on this earth, this podcast feels so aligned as a part of that purpose. I want as many women who can possibly be reached to know that they are seen, they are heard, they are understood, they are not alone. Any woman out there who feels locked up in shame or fear or self-judgment or insecurity or jealousy of seeing other women stand in their purpose or not knowing why you can't get free, to really be able to understand how you make sense. Everything about you is on purpose for a purpose and it's accurate, but it may just not be accurate to what's happening in this present day moment. And the work that we do here and the things that we'll talk about here are meant to help you update the parts of you who feel stuck so that you can move forward into more joy and possibility than you've ever experienced. Hey y'all, today I am here to talk about how your nervous system does not care about your dreams. So when we talk about dreams, I'm referring to your higher consciousness, your highest desires, the purpose that you have, why you were put on this earth, your soul calling. Your nervous system's job since you were born has been to collect data for how you can A, stay safe, and B, belong to the tribe. Because as a child, belonging is safety. How you get your needs met, how you get fed, the connection that you have to your caregivers, that is the most important thing. And so as we grow up, we as humans have this beautiful ability to adapt to what's around us in our environment and to our relationships. And all of that information that your body is absorbing, your body uses as a way to keep you safe. So when you talk about why you're not doing what you're here to do, or why you're procrastinating, or something like that. Probably, if you were to look back at the entire story, the entire timeline from utero to now, there would probably be some data points along that timeline that really do make the blocks or the obstacles that you may be experiencing now, those data points, those experiences, the things that you felt, the things that you were seeped in, you know, from the very beginning, probably really tell the story of some of the dysregulation around your higher self that you may be experiencing today. Everything about you is accurate to your experiences. Everything about you makes sense. The kicker is it just not makes sense for the present moment. So when we become aware, we have the opportunity to update those data points through our healing work, through processing unprocessed trauma, and through learning how to heal our nervous system on a very basic level. For me, if I'm being totally honest, starting this podcast was a huge thing that I have wanted to do for years 
Y'all, I am a talker. Like I got marks on my report card for talking constantly. My mom could not wait for me to go to school because I never stopped talking. Communication is my number one strengths on Strengths Finder. if you've ever taken that test. Talking is my thing. If I could just get paid to go to coffee with women and talk to them, that is what I would do for a living. I am obsessed with talking. So when it came time to record this podcast and start this podcast, this dream of mine and the skill that I have, my nervous system was not having it. It has been such a process to get here to this seat to make this happen. But the thing is, is when I say make it happen, I was also very aware that in the past, something that my nervous system has a lot of familiarity around is the wounded masculine energy. Things like plowing through, being a workaholic, rigid, disconnecting, disembodying, and just pushing myself and kind of overriding how it actually feels to be in my body, which is something that, you know, I learned early on as a way to stay safe. And so I was really, really cautious coming into this because I did not want to recreate some of my old experiences from working on things in the past that I was really passionate about. Like I was in ministry for 10 years. I was in an MLM leadership position for two years and had a team of 2,500 women. And a lot of the way that I got success for a really long time was to be this kind of head up, like this floating head, just like not really connecting to my body and how that experience actually felt. And so part of my process of making it to this seat today was to really feeling into what it would be like to be seen, to be heard, and to feel really, really safe and embodied while doing it. And there's been a lot that's gone into me getting to this point. A lot of tears and hard moments and good moments of support and breathing into like my essence, my voice, what I'm here to do. Through that, I really have connected to this thought that I read in The Body Keeps the Score is that rather than experimenting with a new option, people will stay stuck in the fear that they know. So the fear that I knew is you can want, but you can't have. And really for me, that is so historical for the data points around attachment in my story personally. This also came up when I was dating and looking for my husband. I found myself getting on Bumble and then I'll never forget when my husband Ashley messaged me. I was like, what do you want from me? Like I was so defensive. I was so skeptical of his attention. And that overcorrection of my nervous system really was so extreme. And also now that I understand, I am not the problem. You are not the problem. Your nervous system is the problem. So your nervous system has three different possible states. And really what we've learned over the last several years is these states once were believed to be linear. So you could only be in one at a time. But now what we're realizing is there is this mixed state possibility. 
the state that we would all, if like in a perfect world, we would love to be in that ventral, safe, rest and digest, connected, social place, right? That's where we're, everything in our system is functioning optimally. We feel safe. We feel connected. We feel embodied. All of this good ventral energy. The other part of our nervous system is our sympathetic activation. This is where we are in fight or flight. This is where we are detecting that there is a threat, but the thing about the threat is that we can do something about it. We can solve it. We can get away. The tiger is chasing us, but we have solutions. So many of us, our nervous systems as women synthesize at this level, even with other women, with our own mothers, with our grandmothers, where we are always hypervigilant, overcompensating, hectic, performing, keeping things moving, doing, and always making something happen. And what I want to say about this is if you really relate to this way of being as not just the way of being when It's accurate for you to respond from the place of sympathetic, like there is a real threat, there is a real thing coming at you, and you need to move towards safety. But maybe you find yourself chronically in this place, and it is really starting to kind of wear on you, on your body, kind of gets you frustrated sometimes with yourself. The thing about this is this is what served you so well to get you here. These protective behaviors have kept you safe. And when you become aware of them, whether you have a relational issue, an emotional issue, a physical health issue, a mental health issue, something gets your attention. You then get to realize like, okay, how is this getting in the way of what I really want? How is this activation, this agitation, this frustration, this panic, this anxiety feeling, how is this getting in the way of what I really want? And obviously, whenever I was just talking about meeting my now husband, Ashley, that was totally my experience. I put myself out there on Bumble. He took a step toward me and I found myself so activated. And so it really was a process for me to notice that and be able to settle into what it would be like to safely experience connection, to safely experience attention, to safely experience love, and to be able to know that if I had it, that it would not get taken, that it, that it would be okay, that it would stay, that it would create a sense of security for me alongside the security that I was sourcing and building within myself. And then on the opposite end of that, so many of us, sometimes maybe you really relate more with this shutdown way of being, this collapsed way of being, this this maybe wounded feminine desperation, this helpless feeling, this trapped feeling. Maybe you feel disempowered or weak or you feel like you can't even really connect to what you want or what you're passionate about. And you have a lot of self-blame and maybe even depression with resentment. You're resentful of other people who can have what you want and you live in this state of emotional fantasy. 
And hello, every 90s Disney princess, if you grew up in the 80s and 90s and that time or rewatched that as you grew up in the 2000s, you totally know what I'm talking about. And these are parts of us who really got the message, whether implicitly or explicitly, like it was directly told to us or it was modeled for us by the women who came before us because they were doing the best that they could at the time with what they had was it is safer for you to stay small. It is safer for you to not be seen. It is safer for you to collapse and to keep your head down and to keep your voice quiet. With these three states of being, the ventral state, the sympathetic state, the dorsal shutdown state, there is a mixed state. And so when I think about how much of my life was I always living or this low-key activation around love and connection or purpose, there was always anxiety attached to it. And if we look back in our story, again, you can see how there are times and situations and experiences that says the best love and connection you've ever known is based on self-abandonment, self-betrayal. So you're going to have to shut down in order to stay connected. Or the best love that you've ever known, the highest love you've ever known, is based on you working for that love. It is based on you overproducing and overcompensating and taking care of other people's emotions. And that is how you keep the connection. And as kids, y'all, we are not going to be able to see that our parents have nervous system things or they're overwhelmed. We're going to see the way they treated or responded in different situations. And we're going to think that's my responsibility to make that better because it's a biological imperative that we must co-regulate and stay connected to them. And that's fine. That's good. Those parts did a good job. They did the best that they could. They served us so well. And here we are as adult grown up women, when it becomes a problem is when those parts are still running our lives. Those parts are still in the driver's seat of our lives. Those parts are still making decisions unconsciously for us. And those parts are the parts that object to your highest vision, that object to you receiving support. I know for me, being someone who spent a lot of time in that wounded masculine energy, it was very much like, it's all on you. It's your job to make it okay for everyone and everything, including yourself. And honestly, for me, the feminine was not safe. Because of that, I really embodied a lot of that directive, black and white, masculine energy for a really, really long time. I was immersed in that as a child. And also, we live in a culture that favors that, especially in the past, that favors the doing, the achieving above all else. And we get so much pride in being a doer and getting stuff done and hurtling ourselves into productivity and just like being able to prove what we can bring to the table. And what I've been learning over the last couple of years is really the art of my being. And I am going to be 40 next year and I'm just now really beginning to find the safety in my body, when I think about nurturing the creativity, the beauty, the joy, the power of who I am, 
and letting myself sit back in the confidence of that, but also in the way to receive as that. I lived so much time hypervigilant, did not trust people, afraid, judgmental, judging everybody else, and really not knowing how to bridge the gap between what I wanted to feel and what I felt every day. And what changed that story for me is when I took a step toward the trauma-informed support that presented itself to me at the time. And it was so hard. And I remember showing up to the first meeting like mad. I was angry. I was not peaceful when I showed up to that first meeting. I was, again, like, what do you want from me? Same as when I showed up to that first date with Ashley. What do you want from me? Why are you here? What is this going to be about? I wonder, too, if with my podcast, I feel that I have this important message to share. But then it's like the thought of people hearing it is like, what do they want from me? What are they going to think of me? And all of that is so exhausting. We think that like the cost of receiving support is high, but the cost of staying activated and stuck in a place of either shutdown or constant doing, constant pushing, constant isolation and and hyper-independence, the cost is so high for that way of being and the cost is you. It is your health. It is your relationships, it is your vitality, it is your fulfillment. It is so high. And that's why I've dedicated the last two years to becoming educated on the nervous system, on trauma, on parts work, on being able to help women get unburdened from this generational inheritance of the things that are no longer serving us. And what I'll leave you with today is that doing our healing work so that our highest consciousness and our dreams can finally be safe to be unleashed, doing that work is so much more than looking in the mirror and saying a nice affirmation or quoting a scripture or begging desperately for it to happen. Our work here and now is reconnecting to our body, reconnecting to the stories that our body is telling us every single day which no one taught me how to connect to my body. It was actually quite the opposite. It was actually quite the disconnect and the shame. There was nothing safe about my body. So now, as I'm learning to reconnect and teaching other women to do the same, that leads us into reconnecting to our needs, which allows us to be a co-creator with the divine to experience disconfirming experiences, which are just the opposite of the confirmation bias that we have around the things that we believed at a young age were true. Like, I'm not good enough. I'm all alone. I'm worthless. I'm unseen. I'm unheard. I'm misunderstood. The parts of us who lived through that stuff, those parts hold on to that. Because again, it is safer to hold on to the fear we know than to risk experimenting with what else would be possible for us to feel Because we don't ever want to be caught off guard again, like we were when we were vulnerable. So creating disconfirming experiences and attaching to the bigger story and ordering the bigger story that's playing out for you helps us then stand in the confidence of attaching and connecting to our biggest desires and doing it with safety. It matters how you feel when you take steps toward your desires, toward your purpose. 
And something that I think about all the time is the years that I spent of inaction, the years that I spent in collapse while I was working myself to the bone in other areas. And I believe that inaction in the area of our soul's desires leads us to more emotional fantasy, leads us to more desperation. And when we're in that place, it's almost like we are victims all over again. And also, if we're overproducing without tapping into our soul's desires and connecting that kind of way of living, all work and no connection, no vision is slavery because it keeps us our hands on the plow without even knowing ourselves and how we feel and why it matters and what we're even doing. Imagine a zebra who was running from a tiger and never had the opportunity to go back to the meadow and the peaceful calm river to come down and downregulate with her other zebra friends to be able to be an access presence to herself, her body, her environment, the things that she loves, the things that she's here to do. You have an incredible purpose. You have an incredible reason for being here. It all starts with nurturing your body. It all starts with your five senses. And when we can reconnect to those, our nervous system, y'all, can begin to believe that we're finally safe. It's like coming to the starting line of your life for the very first time. If you've been in seasons of overwhelm, chronic trauma, you had experiences growing up in your development where there was trauma with no resolution, whether that was things that happened over and over again or big things that you knew were off or wrong and there was no presence of an empathetic witness, there was no presence of an opportunity to feel what needed to be felt around that, those things are still there. They are under your skin and they are still there. And they are, when we go through pain and someone hurts us, our our needs aren't met, aren't attuned to, that stuff will seep out in so many ways. Because your body, while it may not care about your, or have connection to your highest consciousness, it does care about how you experience your inner world. And that's where we can find ourselves sick and stuck because our body is trying to get our attention. One of the things I always tell my clients is that our triggers can be our teachers. And sometimes that can start with, it's really hard to take a deep breath. It's really hard to be able to be still. It's really hard to be able to sit down. When it comes to this kind of work, it's going to feel so disingenuous because it's not about being ready for the support. Because it's something that if you have never felt this level of nurturance and connection and safety in receiving, it's going to feel so disingenuine because what's genuine, my teacher Michaela Bohm talks about what's genuine is established patterns. That's what's genuine. Anything outside of that is unfamiliar and inauthentic. And what we get to do as grown, supported, resourced, regulated women is we get to take a look at the dysregulation that our nervous system is how it's leaving us overwhelmed and burnout and drained and disconnected. We get to the opportunity with the right support to heal any unhealed trauma. And we get to move forward to heal into a life that we love waking up to. 
We get to give ourselves and every version of ourselves that ever existed the gift of receiving and the gift of unburdening and the experience of what else could be possible. How else could you feel? That's what we're going to talk about on this podcast every week. It's going to be an opportunity for you to have the vision of what else could be possible. 